Welcome to Keeping It Real. I am your host, Deanna Lynn, grounding all things spiritual into the raw humanness of who we are. Do you notice that people take their life and their ascension journey way too seriously? Yup, that was me. In this podcast, I'll be diving into how to stay grounded on your ascension journey and stop taking things so damn seriously. This podcast is all about getting raw, vulnerable, authentic, and human. I have found that the more real, authentic, and shameless we are on our journey, it helps others connect with us and heal massively on super deep levels. Are you ready to have some fun and go on this journey of keeping it real? Hey, welcome back to episode five in Keeping It Real. I am your host, Deanna Lynn, and welcome back to my podcast. And if this is your first time hearing my podcast, a huge welcome to you. I am so grateful to have you on this journey with me. And in this episode, I interview my friend Andrew. He is a global dream life coach. And in this interview, Andrew shares with us how he went from having a job mentality to following his dreams and shifting into an entrepreneurial mentality. He also shares with us how this led him to helping others to fulfill their dreams by unlocking their genius within them. And here he is, your global dream life coach, Andrew. Andrew, how are you? Good morning, Deanna. I'm doing very, very well. Thank you very much. How's your day going so far? Uh, it's great, thanks. It's uh, it's still pretty early, so <laughs> anything <laughs> can happen. <laughs> I completely understand that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast with me. Um, I'm really excited to dive in with you to how you went from having a job mentality to an entrepreneurial mentality. Hopefully I said that word right, because it's a tough one. <laughs> it is, and you did. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to join you and to uh, have this discussion with you. Awesome, awesome. Before we get started, I just want to give a little bit of an introduction of how we met. Uh, so Andrew and I uh, both signed up for a laser coaching certification program through Regan Hillier International. So we met in that and it was absolutely amazing because we got to know each other pretty intimately, pretty fast, wouldn't you say? I would say uh, with the way uh, the training went and uh, sharing coaching, I uh, absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty awesome experience and I am so grateful to have you in my life? As I am, uh, I consider you uh, not just a uh, colleague on a professional level, but I consider you a lifelong friend as well. Um, so that was one of the major benefits of uh, being in this program. Yeah, I agree. There's so many incredible people in that group. Yeah, so amazing. Well, again, thanks for coming on with me. And um, you want to just hop right into it? 
Sure. And uh, you're very, very welcome. I'm always ready to support you no matter what. So you were uh, you were asking me in, in the discussions leading up to this podcast of what my life was like uh, prior to switching from a job mentality to a uh, an entrepreneurial uh, mentality. And really, it, it goes back throughout my lifetime, because really, if there's one thing that describes me is I am a dreamer. There's no question about that. You know, I've been very blessed throughout my life. I've been a dreamer and and every nearly every single dream I've had, I've accomplished, you know, a husband, a father, a grandfather, an Air Force pilot, black belt martial arts, intelligence community officer working counterterrorism, and now an entrepreneur. But, you know, Deanna, it wasn't always that way. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in a very p- poor family in uh, New York State, and I remember a, a defining moment that got me into the job mentality and to stay within the box of what society asked for. And that is uh, a very frustrating day. My father and I were in an automobile. He was driving, and he said, "You know, Andrew, don't be like me." And as a as a little aside, he's a first generation American. Unfortunately, he's passed on now, but he was a first generation American uh, of Italian descent. Uh, finished eighth grade, but no more education after that. And he worked as a laborer all his life. We had a good life, you know, food on the table and everything. Uh, clothes and uh, roof over head, but we were very poor. But he said something that stuck with me for most of my life. And that is, uh, Andrew, don't be like me, get a good education, get a good job, live a better life than I have. But what he didn't say was work for somebody until you're 65. And then when you're 65, retire and wait to die. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was life. And that really stuck with me, you know, so I got associate's degrees, I got undergraduate degrees, I got master's degrees, and I even got a doctorate degree in business. Um, Got married, worked, um, you know, for civil service for a while. And then I had this nagging dream about being in the military and uh, being a pilot because my father fought in World War II, as his brothers did and other uncles. So I grew up in a military family. So I became a pilot and I I did that. And when I retired, I had a dream of working in the intelligence community and specifically counterterrorism. But uh, so I retired and then I uh, moved to the Northeast uh, near D.C. And I ended up doing that. I was the chief strategist at the National Counterterrorism Center. So, uh, you know, one dream after another, but I still had the job mentality, the safety of the regular paycheck. Yeah. But when I Just retired, question, Andrew, pardon? Sorry, one question. How old were you when, you're, when you had that conversation with your dad? That's a very good question. I think I was um, somewhere between 13 and 16. I can still remember driving in his, in his car we were heading south on Main Street in Queens, New York. I was sitting in the right seat. It was only the two of us. And that was one of the first things he said to me in the car. And I've never forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that. And what was going through your mind when you were that age, when he said that to you? Well, I, I need to go to college. I need to get a good job. Uh-huh. Um, I need to get a good paycheck. Uh, raise my family that way. Uh, that's what was going through my mind. 
-hmm. real like societal beliefs for sure. Oh yeah. In the box, in the societal box, but he didn't know any better. You know, he, he had uh, the school of hard knocks from, uh, you know, after he graduated from eighth grade, uh, he didn't know how to teach me to go after my dreams or lead me to go after my dreams. Uh, for him, it was a job income and um, take care of the family. And that was important to him because his father died when he was in eighth grade. So he quit school so he could work to help support the family. So a good job was critical to him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's how you raise your children, right? Like you, you try to steer them in the opposite direction that you went in. Yeah, exactly. So they don't make them the same mistake. Exactly right. So when I raised my girls, you know, I told them, go after your dreams. The money will follow, but go after your dreams. And, uh, mm -hmm. but that's another story, but they are, they are going after their dreams in many ways. But, you know, it's interesting when I retired from the Air Force, I was 65 and I'm looking around. What am I supposed to do now? Wait to die? I I still have dreams. So that's when yeah. I got into uh, financial services uh, as an insurance agent. Um, and that led me to uh, my coaching career. But mm -hmm. really, I, I took a look at it. You know, at 65, uh, you may not think so or others may not think so. But 65 is still pretty young. You know, we do dream. We mm -hmm. have I'm starting to believe I'm getting 40 now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's very good. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking around now. Here I am, 65. I still want to contribute. I still want to uh, keep on working. And I didn't want to work for somebody. I'd worked for somebody for 40 years, loved what I did, mm -hmm. you know, did things, saw things that, you know, most people would never see in their entire life, especially as an Air Force pilot. Um, oh my you know, especially when you're flying and dancing around the clouds, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a heavenly experience to say the least. But I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I think that had been the reason for my success throughout the years. Um, because I had an entrepreneurial attitude in the military. I had an entrepreneurial attitude in the National Counterterrorism Center. Uh, and that always drove me to really serve whoever, you know, our quote unquote clients were. And, you know, in the military, it was, you know, supporting the Constitution and defending that in America. In the uh, counterterrorism center, the same thing, but then there were a lot of, you know, other agencies and people and even inside the agency that, you know, we were supporting. So I still wanted to serve society and to be a successful entrepreneur, you need to serve society because you find out, you know, some challenges and you figure out ways to solve those challenges. And that's how you get uh, compensated. Mm -hmm. But I won't. And so, what challenges do you want to help society with? Can I defer that just for a second? Um, yeah, there, yeah. There's sure. one thing I I, I wanted to uh, mention that there was one defining moment for me that really told me I was on the right track to be an entrepreneur. And I was at a. Uh, a conference. It was a coaching conference. Uh, had an international business coach, and Mr. Les Brown was there, and he came in oh, just wow. for a very short period of time, and he told a story 
about a man on his deathbed being visited by the ghost of dreams unfulfilled that the man failed to bring to life. The ghost told him they would die with him because the Lord had sent those dreams only to him and no one else. And that hit me hard. It hit me extremely hard mm -hmm. for I had unfulfilled dreams too. And I didn't want to be that man. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's what I want to do. That's the, that's the challenge that I see in society, especially for professionals is that so many people have un fulfilled dreams and they are scared to go after their dreams um they're frightened to break out of their uh of their box uh there's just so many issues that they have that if they really believed in themselves if they truly believed in themselves and they discovered the genius inside of themselves, they could literally change the world. And that's what I want to do is to help mm -hmm. people do that. Yeah, yeah. Stop following other people's dreams Talk. and go within and, and find your own yeah. dreams. Because like you said, like that's your genius. Yes, yes, exactly. Because um, I, I believe, I firmly believe from my very core that everybody has genius inside them. And I do my dream life coaching from a Christian perspective. So I believe everybody has been given a gift by God and they have a purpose or a mission to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And it's up to us, number one, to discover that genius, number two, to understand what our calling is, and number three, have the courage to go after it. Mm -hmm. Yes, courage is huge. Yes, and yeah. that is why uh, I'm doing this now. Most people my age are retired. You know, I'm, I just turned 68 now. Most people are retired, mm -hmm. but I think I'll retire when they put me in a coffin. Um, I, have, <laughs> I have too many things to accomplish, and I have a lot of dreams left to accomplish. Well, that kind of separates it from, like you said, like the whole job mentality. Like the job mentality is like you retire at 65, but your dream, when you're living from your dream, your dream never retires, right? Like that's who you are. Right. So you don't stop at 65, stop being who you are. In your case, you started more discovering who you were at 65. And it's like, I'm going to step into this now. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, because one of the things that I've discovered as I've aged is while it's harder to maintain yourself in shape, you know, and your body doesn't work as well as it used to when you were 21, the mind is just as youthful as, as anybody's mind when they're age 21. And the mind is still dreaming. It's, it's still fresh. And it's still looking for things to accomplish. Because I do believe God put a yearning inside of us to leave the world a better place than when we found it. Mm -hmm. 
I want to contradict something that, that you said there. This is, I mean, comes from my belief that, that I feel like the mind, yes, from one aspect, it doesn't change, but it's like a muscle as well. Like when we're a child, we're imagining and we're dreaming all the time. And then society teaches us not to dream. So then we have to rebuild that muscle if we've chose to not, you know, keep it strong our whole life. Deanna, I completely agree with you. Uh, society doesn't want us to dream and we do lose the strength of that muscle. So I do agree with you. Um, and I believe they don't want us to dream because I think part of the issue of why people don't dream is society wants us to be comfortable comfortable in mediocrity because if we're mediocre we fit in like everybody else and some of the folks who want us to be most mediocre are the ones who love us the most our close family and friends and they don't do that i believe out of animosity they do that because of the programming and how they were raised and that's another block or limitation that people have is breaking out of that family and societal mm -hmm. box that everybody wants to put people in. Mm -hmm. And then a family projecting their own personal fears of stepping out of the box. Oh, yeah. And then because it's like it's our family, we believe and mm -hmm. we trust them. And we stay in the box with them. Right. I'll give you an example. Uh, I was married at the time when I went into the uh, Air Force to uh, pilot training. And, of course, my wife and I discussed it at length before we made that decision because that was a life-altering decision for both of us. But after I applied and after I got accepted and after I was on my way, I got a phone call from my mother. Now, she never graduated high school. She went into 11th grade and quit during there. Um, but she said, how could you do this to me, go in the military? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's just an example, you know, one small example of, you know, family wanting to keep you in, the, in a box and not do what they're afraid to do. We had an interesting conversation. Yeah. We didn't get mad at each other, but she was, you know, she was saying, why did you do that? And I had to explain to her because it was my dream. It was my dream from the moment I could remember because there was a story my father told me um, throughout my life that when I was baptized in our church, when he and my godparents were carrying me down the front steps of the church, a jet plane flew over at that exact moment. Now, Deanna, this was in 1952. <laughs> the Korean War was either just ending or, you know, we're still ongoing. There weren't a lot of jet planes at the time. So that was pretty, uh, yeah, yeah uh, monumental at that point in time. So military and flying uh, have been in my blood since the moment I had some conscious thought. Um, so that's what I tell my mother. It was my dream and I had to do it. Uh, I didn't have any choice. I had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So then that, uh, led me to my, uh, entrepreneurial journey to help people live their dream life, help them break through their blocks, their limitations, and basically unlock their boundless potential, become unstoppable 
achieve their personal, professional, and business dreams and live their dream life few have ever imagined, let alone attain. And coaching is not new uh, for me either. I've coached and mentored for 40 years in the military and civil service in uh, civilian life. I've helped veterans, helped uh, young adults, did a lot of coaching and mentoring to young adults uh, throughout the years and other professionals and, and now um, coaching uh, globally. And I absolutely love it. And that's why my personal model to pe motto, I hope, is uh, encouraging to people. And that is dare to dream. Dare to dream. And I know anyone, yeah. anyone can live their dream life. I, I just know it. As long as they have a little bit of help mm -hmm. to break through their fears, uh, find their calling, find who they are at the core, and then move forward. And mm -hmm. they're going to be able to change the world. So that's my story on on how yeah. I got on how I got here, and uh, some of the most satisfying moments I have in my coaching is when I see someone get a smile on their face and they realize what they really want to do, and then follow up with them through the coaching, and they're actually accomplishing it. And I see a complete change in them. Uh, just a, mm -hmm. yeah, just a, a complete change. I've got this yeah. one uh, young gentleman in uh, in the northern part of uh, the U.S., and we've been doing mentoring and coaching now for uh, a few months, and what a change I have seen come over him. He uh, he and his wife are entrepreneurs. They work together, and the um, synergy of the coaching and the mentoring that I've been doing with him in both his personal and professional life is so satisfying to see. And uh, that family has become uh, personal friends with me now as well. So there are many advantages uh, to this uh, entrepreneurial journey that I'm on. It sounds like it. That's incredible. Yeah. So, Andrew, I'm curious, what are the blocks specifically that you came up to and that you cleared to allow yourself to step into? Well, that's a that's a very good uh, question, Deanna, because I had a lot of them. And I will tell you, it's it's an ongoing process uh, because every once in a while, some blocks will come back. And that's why, you know, our coaching is, you know, not just a one time thing. But uh, first, uh, fear, fear of not having that regular paycheck, fear of uh, breaking out of the norm. And then every human being has negative self-talk. Um, I don't care whether you're the president of the United States or the youngest child over in uh, you name the country. It doesn't matter. And so we tell ourselves, we listen to these uh, this negative self-talk, and then we give ourselves these self-limiting stories, and then it ends up putting us mm -hmm into a block. And then as I was starting my journey, 
Other blocks I had is I started feeling overwhelmed. I have all this stuff to do, so I wouldn't do anything at all. But then <laughs> I realized that it became that was just a result of my self doubt because I'd never done this uh, before. So then I would procrastinate. I would sabotage myself. Um, and then, of course, even though uh, I've had uh, two very, very successful careers in the military and uh, counterterrorism community, and I've been very successful from a standpoint of uh, being highly educated and had other successes uh, as well, I still had some things I was dealing with uh, from early childhood that really impacted my psyche mm -hmm. uh, over the years. And through uh, my self-reflection, uh, through this coaching, through other uh, healing healers that I have worked with through my faith, I was able to break through of those. And some of those were early childhood trauma early childhood uh, programming, um, yeah, things of that nature. So at my age, um, I had a lot to break through, a lot of blocks and limitations that I had to release. And that's why I find it so encouraging that younger professionals, you know, in their 30s, for instance, want to go on this journey so that they can break free from whatever fears or self-doubts that they may have because they're going to accomplish so much more than I could ever imagine, you know, the earlier they start. So those are some of the, the blocks and the limitations mm -hmm. that I've had. Yeah, yeah. And what did you find was the best tool that you've used to clear these blocks or did it change all the time? Like, was there a combination? Of things? Really, uh, Dan, it was a combination of things. Um, I think to get the instant releases, uh, laser coaching was probably uh, the most effective. To get uh, the continued uh, freedom, a combination of uh, the uh, energy healing that I do with another coach that I uh, meet with on a uh, weekly basis for long-term continued uh, healing. Um, also part of the laser coaching, because as you know, there are uh, strategies in there to help uh, our clients, you know, stay healed and, and not fall back. Also my faith as well. And, and a combination of all of that along with uh, meditation and journaling. So really it's a combination of things um, because as a human, any human, you know, it's very easy to fall back into or let the negative self-talk keep on going. Um, so I now have the tools to really shut the negative self-talk off instantly and then uh, so I can continue on uh, chasing my dreams. That's incredible. Yeah, because sometimes you won't even realize that it's there. Like you're so caught in it that you don't even realize until it's like a day, a week, a month, a year, two years, three years. And you're like, wow, I've still I've been in that same loop over and over and over again. 
and I got caught in it again and I wasn't even conscious. Yeah, that's so very true. And it's so easy to do, especially if you're around company. And when I say company, family and friends, although right now, as we all know, that's kind of challenging given the uh, various restrictions we have because of the Wuhan virus outbreak. But um, under normal circumstances, it depends on the company you're around, too. If you're around a lot of negative people mm -hmm. and they're putting out all of this negative energy and you don't have tools or techniques to protect yourself uh, and and ward off the, those uh, all that negative energy, it's very easy to slip back into all that negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. And then just be like, well... I, I'm already this far in the hole, so hey. why bother trying to dig myself out? Exactly. That's exactly right. It. And then it depends on what people feed uh, their minds with, the type of music they listen to, the type of TV shows they list, they watch, the type of uh, movies mm -hmm. they watch, and, of course, their company, the people they hang out with. So we have to be very, very careful moving forward once we've found out who we are at our core, what our calling is and we've made the decision to move mm. forward we've made the decision to break through our blocks yeah. there's still a lot of work to do on an ongoing even daily basis uh to keep moving forward because one of the things that i found in my study yeah. of uh my on my entrepreneurial journey and this came long before just becoming an entrepreneur uh but through all of my uh business research as well too for whatever reason, for an entrepreneur to be really successful, there are a lot of challenges that they have to break through. And those challenges could come from a number of different ways. They could come from business failures. They could come from uh, market failures. They could come from uh, financial failures. Um, but what happens when you study entrepreneurial success, what you find is generally great success comes right after that last big challenge. But why entrepreneurs are rewarded so handsomely financially and otherwise is because very, very few will even begin the entrepreneurial journey to begin with for fear of losing the safety of a job Two. Fewer still that start on that journey will break through and continue through the various challenges that uh, they will have in order to become a success mm -hmm. because it's so easy to fall back into the trap of why should I continue? Um, why should I keep going? Let me just quit right now. Um, I'll give you uh, two examples, uh, one from a famous person and one a personal example. So on a uh, famous person example, we all know that Thomas Edison um, invented the light bulb, but he tried tens of thousands of times to figure out what worked. And after he had failed over 10,000 times, he was interviewed. And he was asked a question about why he was continuing after having 10,000 failures. That was the question. But here's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the difference between an entrepreneur who believes in their dream and believes in what they're doing and an entrepreneur who's wishy-washy. 
He looked at the person and said, I have not failed uh -huh. 10,000 times. What I have found is 10,000 ways that did not work. I will continue searching for the way that will work. <laughs> now, now that oh. talks about oh persistence, <laughs> determination, belief in yourself. Um, and then on a personal example, when I uh, was in uh, focused mostly on insurance, one of the things I was doing was attempting to help uh, parents pay less for the children's college education. Well, I, I will tell you that that business uh, failed because my marketing message was not resonating with my target market. So I literally have set that aside. I've not closed it, but I've set it aside. It might resurrect itself down the road. And now I'm concentrating more on insurance because that still helps. It still um, satisfies my two primary purposes of being an entrepreneur. One is dare to dream. And that is, you know, now I'm doing that through my dream life coaching, which is just an extension of what I've done for 40 years and then protecting your dreams. And then, of course, the insurance helps protect the dreams on a number of different levels. Um, so failure is just a lesson. And entre success successful entrepreneurs have to, I believe, have to fail in order to be successful, because I think it's a way of the Lord testing our mettle and giving us the strength to succeed because even in success, there's going to be a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's no such thing as failure. There's only learning. And I think Thomas Edison <laughs> was a perfect example <laughs> of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, how can you look at it positively instead of right, just exactly. the negative side of it? That's mm -hmm. that's true, like mental strength to steer your... Yeah, I completely agree. And I do not believe that's a Pollyanna type of attitude. Uh, I believe it's a mental strength, perseverance, belief, mm -hmm. etc. Because... One of the things is when you have, when you truly find your core, you truly find your calling, you truly find your dreams. If you allow your dreams to take hold of you, nothing's going to stop you. Nothing. I don't care what the mm -hmm. challenge is. And Thomas Edison is the perfect example. I absolutely love it. And I don't remember who, um, who made this saying, uh, I, I have seen it in um, Think and Grow Rich and some other books like that, but anything the mind of man can conceive, it can achieve. Um, and I'm a firm believer in that. And, you know, you think about how we got to the moon, space travel, airplanes, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. People thought it first and then they made it happen against a lot of odds, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of making sure that you have the tools you need to, to keep yourself out of the negative self-talk, self to work through the blocks and limitations and to have- Absolutely. And uh, I'll give a shameless plug for the both of us. And that is, that's why coaches are so important to help people <laughs> achieve their dreams. Uh, because exactly. they need, people need 
uh, a safe and loving environment to work through all of these things they need to work through in order to reach the level of success that they want to reach. Yeah, exactly. And I know for me, you know, like we've been out of the course. For, yes. Gosh, has it been a couple months now? And I haven't had a laser coaching session with anyone since then. And I actually haven't honestly been mm -hmm. fully using the tools on myself. And I've noticed that I've fallen back into patterns for sure. And not really being able to see like, it's so great to have someone coach you because then they can see the story that you're mm. in and call you out on it. It's harder for you when you're in it to call yourself out on that story. It takes so much work and so much practice for you to be able to shut yourself out of the story and then look at it from a perspective, from like a higher Yeah, Yeah, oh, I know exactly what you mean. You know what um, I, mean? I find it more challenging to do the work on myself um, and that's why I have uh, two or three coaches uh, right now. Um, but uh, as far as the laser coaching goes, yeah. we can get together later and we can talk about uh, doing a session for each of us. Yeah, that'd be great. That's why I did put that out to the group. Yeah, de like, definitely. Yeah, it's time to get a coach. You know, it's weird. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, because... Sorry, the 20 minute sessions, like they're so incredible. It's just like you can either sit in your block for days and weeks and years and not take any action, or you can book a 20, 40 minute session, work through those blocks and get right back into action. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing how uh, how quickly uh, this new modality that we're using uh, works. So I'm very excited. I'm, I'm going to be putting out new packages um, that includes this new modality uh, because it just enhances everything else I've always been doing. Um, when we talked about doing this podcast, Deanna, there was a couple of questions that uh, you asked me to consider, and I, and I wanted to throw those out. Um, and that is, you know, if you could now go back and give yourself some advice before, during, or after this happened, what would it be? How would you shift through this faster? And then the other question, which I think is very, very related to that, knowing what you know now, what wisdom do you have to share? And I, I really, uh, combining those two, having been through uh, this life journey for now in my 69th year, I just turned 68, unequivocally, there is one thing, and this comes from uh, my background and my faith, there is one thing that I strongly recommend to everybody. And that is the closer you, pardon? Drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> da, 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 da. Drum roll. <laughs> and that is the closer your relationship is to God, the closer you will be to understanding who you are at your core, what your calling is, what your dreams are, and tapping into the courage to chase those dreams and accomplish those dreams. Because when I have found that I have fallen away in my relationship with him, I had no idea who I was or what it was I should be doing or wanted to do or desired to do or even what my dreams were. 
But the more I, I, I got back onto that journey, the more I was able to tap into those deep, deep, deep understandings of who I am, what, what I am at my core, et cetera. And actually, um, my wife and I have said the same things to young adults when we have mentored them. And that is when you're married, the closer you are to God, the closer you are to each other. So that's that one piece of wisdom or advice I wished somebody had hit me over the head with a baseball bat when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. That little, that little, well, hopefully you would have Yeah, but you have to understand. <laughs> that is not fun. Yeah. But it but does you have wake to you up. I tell you I'm that. a man <laughs> with uh, male ego, male pride, male arrogance. So, Yes, I do. Okay, yes, you I do. do need a baseball bat. But, you know, that brings up a point, uh, Deanna, too. I don't know about uh, you and who you're working with, but when I work with clients, I will not work with with everybody. And I, and I say that with uh, emphasis because, uh, one, uh, many people are too closed off to really self-reflect, and especially men. So, my my clients, my typical client are professional women and men who have unfulfilled dreams and, you know, especially veterans, healthcare workers, executives and entrepreneurs in their uh, prime of their working uh, years from, you know, age 35 to, let's say, 55. But they have some type of block that's stopping them from reaching their dreams. They're not sure they're calling they don't know how to break free from their fears or how to become unstoppable. And, and you and I both know that we can eliminate these issues, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with our modalities that we're both uh, using so that they can have powerful breakthroughs, get their strategies they need and live their uh, dream lives. But as far as um, the women and men that I work with, I, I place women first over men because women are more likely to be willing to self-reflect and more willing to uh, be humble and more willing to change. And if I, uh, when I'm working with men, when their ego comes up and they're not willing to self-reflect, their arrogance pops in, I won't work with them. I won't work with women like that either. Bottom line is we all have to know ourselves. We have to be willing to self-reflect. We have to be humble and we have to want to change. So those are the people that I'm uh, willing to work with. Yeah, that is huge. Yes, I I agree that people have to want to change and be willing to look at themselves 100%. Because or else, you know, you're in a session and you're just going loops over and over and over again. And you're trying to show them things that they don't want to see because they're not ready. And that's fine. You know, everybody gets to choose. When right. To take a look at what's. Inside. And, you know, it, it's interesting, too. You know, people, when they purchase but, uh, services, they, you know, they think they're taking risks. Um, you know, they may or may not get results. But, you know. From a coaching perspective, 
when I'm coaching clients, I'm the one who's assuming all the risk, not the client. And the reason for that is if the client Mm -hmm. does not fully participate, is not willing to really take a look inward at themselves, is not willing to implement the Mm -hmm. strategies, is not willing to go through the processes to have those instant breakthroughs, they're not going to get success. And I have no control over that, nor do you as a coach. So we Mm -hmm. as coaches assume all of the risk. Uh, Mm -hmm. The clients don't. All they need to do is have the uh, mental uh, capacity, the humility to participate and really do it uh, and allow us to guide them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then quite, quite often people will look at, oh, well, it's the coach's fault. Yeah. So then, you know, like that does put the risk on you as well, Mm -hmm. even though we know it's not our fault. Um, but we can better our tools, our questions, our observations. Yes, exactly. In the correct direction. Yes, Uh, I I do agree with you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and that's why one of the things that I do, and I know a lot of coaches do, um, I do a complimentary one-hour discovery call before I will agree to work with a client. I don't care if the client wants to purchase a small package or a one-on-one year-long unlimited access package, which is quite, you know, much more expensive. But I will do that uh, one-hour discovery call so that we can learn about each other um, and that we can both make the decision that we can work together and it's right for both of us, uh, the client and myself. But more importantly, that it's the person, it's the right person who uh, could benefit from uh, this coaching experience. Because at the end of the day, my goal is to serve society and my goal is to serve my clients. And if I just work with anybody or you or any other coach, and these people aren't willing to put in the work, aren't willing to be open we're wasting our time and we're wasting our clients' money as well, too. Uh, that's, that's my belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and energy that could be going to serving such a great right. impact e- exactly. on the world. You know, and especially when the three results that I uh, mm-hmm. give my clients when, and there's other things underneath that, but you know, that they'll be able to break through their blocks and live their authentic life, that they will have permission to be exceptional and they will discover the genius inside of themselves um, and step into a whole new person and rise above the crowd. I've got to work with people who are willing to take that risk and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yes, and so that's why I'm, I'm glad that uh, we have this new modality in our coaching services. But I'm even happier that, uh, like uh, you, we've become, you know, meeting you, lifelong friends, and you and I both have other friends, more so j- than just colleagues in this program, and we're all here to mutually support each other. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's seriously such a supportive group of people. Because mm-hmm. we all I'm want everybody to succeed. And that goes back to uh, some mm-hmm. things that I help people see in coaching. And I know other coaches uh, do as well. And that is there's plenty to go around. It's not a win-lose situation. If somebody becomes an entrepreneur, uh, regardless of what field that they're in, there's plenty of success available out there. Everybody can be successful. It's not, hey, you're a coach. If I'm successful, you have to be unsuccessful. Absolutely not. You know, there's plenty of success to go around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I truly believe that we're here to support a unique group of people with our own gifts, our own genius. And so you can't, you're not going to be taking clients from someone else because they're not meant to work with you. You don't have the, the genius that they need to help propel them towards, you know, right. Exactly. And And even though you and I both have the same modality, that's only one of, uh, that's only one tool in our joint toolkits so your approach to coaching is different from my approach to coaching is different from everybody else's approach to coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I bill, bill myself yeah. as a personal and professional leadership coach because you have to have your personal leadership in order to uh, lead others. Um, if you want to go after your dreams, you got to lead yourself into your dreams. So uh, I'm essentially, I'm a dream life coach, but I'm a leadership coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of other people are leadership coaches too, yeah. but they have different modalities and how to get there. And what I like about knowing you and everybody else in the program and other coaches that I know as well, I know I'm going to come across clients who will not be a good fit for the modalities that I offer and the approach that I offer, mm-hmm. but now I can still help them because I may find somebody that would be perfect for you to work with. And I would put them in touch with you or perfect for somebody else to work with. And I would put them in touch uh, with them again, from a standpoint is I love to see other people Mm -hmm. succeed. And it's not a matter of it's either them or me. It's us. It's both. We both can succeed. Exactly. Exactly. Abundance. Yes. And, uh, and, and that's <laughs> what we you know, <laughs> learn from uh, Regan. And you'll see in any of my uh, ads that I put out or advertising yeah. or notices about my coaching at the end, I'll say, you know, remember to dare to dream. And yes, you can live the life of your dreams. Few have ever imagined, let alone achieved. Um, it's, it's so true, but we just have to go out, go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just remove. I mean, we can have everything we've ever dreamt of as long as we move the boulders that are in front of it. As soon as a boulder. Yes, you're gone, right. You know, it's interesting, too, to uh, Deanna, you mentioned boulders. Sometimes it's just a rough road like cobblestones, but we, but it feels like a boulder. That's exactly yeah, right. It, it feel feels like a, like a boulder. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we kind of blow up what the problem is instead of just, yeah, 
saying, okay, it's a challenge. Let me figure out how to break through it or walk around it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I found so powerful with the laser coaching is that, you know, it felt like a boulder to me. And then all of a sudden, you know, somebody brought something up in the session that they saw. And it was like, not what I thought it was. And it was just this tiny, like you said, a tiny little pebble. And you know, and I think what happens to these tiny pebbles, <laughs> it's like having a uh, sliver in your body. You know, if you don't take the sliver out, what happens is the body puts a protective mm, coating around yeah. it, right? And it could grow and grow and grow. And, and eventually it could get big enough where it really bothers you. Yeah. But when you get to the root of it, it's a tiny little sliver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, such and a it's good, you know it's the same way right with there. all of you know with sure. all of our problems and yeah and one of my failings over time has been when I had issues I would bury them, um, very typical of uh, men, and uh, once I address them I look back and say wow they weren't as bad as what I thought they were. Mm -hmm. Correct. It doesn't or feel it doesn't so feel bad so bad to, to talk about go. it because it's not really as bad as what you thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the more you talk about it, you realize that other people have experienced that, <laughs> exactly. that as well. And then it yeah. makes it even smaller. Exactly. And, you know, that just more, brought more, up a, a point, human. too. Um, with the blessings I've had in my life, uh, especially my worldwide travel with the military and now friends all over the world through my coaching, through my social media, uh, through uh, I even have a uh, cryptocurrency uh, group that we meet with on a weekly basis on video. And most of the people are over in Europe. So I, I literally have friends all over the world in every different culture economic strata that you can think of and one of the things that really becomes apparent time and time and time again is that is we're all alike every human being is very very similar doesn't matter the culture it doesn't matter the uh, economic system we're in it doesn't matter the political system we're in we want a good life for ourselves for our family we want to be happy we want a better life for our children. And that pretty much is universal throughout the world. And, and I believe it's part of the human condition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We all have the same blocks and limitations. Yeah. But they just have a different yes, experience exactly. or an expression behind them. So they seem different. But it's all rooted yeah, most likely in the same fear. thing. Most likely fear. <laughs> yeah, most likely self fear, doubt, self right? like self doubt, especially. I think that's a biggie for a lot of uh, folks. Self doubt and then self sabotage, and they sabotage themselves. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can remember while when I was working at yeah, the National Counterterrorism Center, I kept dreaming about being an entrepreneur, and then I got thinking, I'm making a really good salary here. I've got really good benefits here. Do I really want to jump out and take that risk? You know, I was still dealing with fear then too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and then the other um, 
Wow, that's amazing. Thing that I have seen, um, especially through my coaching, but through my experiences of, of the blessings of meeting people throughout the world, a lot of people are stuck in their emotions from their early childhood. And it could range from anywhere from trauma to, you know, you name it, you know, show up as fear or anger or regret, shame or sadness. And unfortunately, and I've been guilty of this in times past, people see themselves as what their past mistakes were and think they can't break free or see themselves as what they do as opposed to really taking a hard look and seeing themselves as who they really are. Mm -hmm. I think that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, because all those things are stuck in the body and, you know, Joe Dispenza talks about that and how we're living in the past because the past is in our body. Yes, and that's so that's exactly right. You know, one of the yeah. things that I help uh, people understand when uh, they start with coaching with me, because one of the first things I do is help them find who they are at their core. But in order to do that, they need to understand what encompasses their being. And uh, I help them rediscover if they have forgotten mm -hmm that every human being is made up of four beings, the physical being, the mental being, the spiritual being, and the emotional being. And any one of those beings that has trauma yeah. impacts the other three. Yeah. And, and impacts their ability, our ability, my ability, your ability to move forward and to really change this world to find their dreams to be the man or woman that God made them to be. Cause really at the end of the day, that's what I'm helping people do. And that's what a lot of coaches help people to do is become the man or woman God made them to be. Remember who you are. That's exactly yeah. right. Remember yeah. who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Andrew, is there anything else, any other wisdom you would like to share um, with anybody or just let everybody know how they can get a hold of you if they would Well, like thank to you uh, for offering that, uh, <laughs> Deanna. Uh, yes, um, a, a couple of things is that uh, my parting thought is uh, really dare to dream. You have dreams, whoever's listening to this, you have dreams deep inside of you. You have a calling deep inside of you. Uh, you have genius deep inside of you. I firmly believe that with every fiber of my being. You have genius inside of you. And you have the courage inside of you to go after those dreams. And... Deanna is here, I'm here, and other coaches are here to help you break through anything that's stopping you from going after that. And um, if you're a professional 
and you're a uh, veteran, a healthcare worker, an executive, because this is so applicable in business, uh, an executive or an entrepreneur, I would love the opportunity to work with you. Deanna would love the opportunity to work with you as uh, well, too. And uh, you can contact me at uh, my uh, business number of um, 1-833, the letter U, the word dream, and the number two. So it's 1-833-U-DREAM-2. And that number translates into 1-833-837-837. Thirty-two sixty-two. That's eight three three, eight three seven, thirty-two sixty-two. Or you can email me at Andrew L Giacomini at gmail.com. And Giacomini is G as in golf, I A C as in Charlie, O M as in Mary, I N as in November, I. And you could find me on Facebook. Uh, uh, your dream life coach, dream life coaching. So there are a number of ways uh, if you would like to have an exploratory uh, conversation. And uh, one of the things, uh, Deanna, that I, you know, promise my clients, if I find out that they're, that they have the right mentality, uh, the right approach, the right personality where they could benefit from coaching and my coaching services is not right for them, I will help them find a good coach. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I know so many good coaches with so many different approaches that yeah. uh, just with the people I know without even meeting anybody else uh, in terms of in the coaching business uh, or business coaches or whatever type of coaches they may be. Um, I know there's somebody out there that could help uh, just about anybody that contacts me. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's so good. Yes. Take them up on that for sure. <laughs> and I'll make sure that your information is in the show notes. Perfect. And I will, uh, I'll text that to you to make sure you have it too. Take a look from there too. Deanna. Okay. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. I am so grateful to have you well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my story like this. I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to support you and uh, your coaching endeavors as well, because I know that uh, we're here together to mutually support each other. So I, I, I am honored that you asked me to be on this podcast. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. You're welcome. And I hope you have a very blessed day. Awesome. Well, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode with my guest, Andrew. And thank you, Andrew, for being so raw, real, and vulnerable while sharing your story of how you went from having a job mentality to following your dreams and now how you can support others on this path. To contact Andrew, you can find his contact information in the show notes. 
If you've found the content entertaining, helpful, or healing, please hit the subscribe button to be notified of future episodes. I also would be very grateful for you to rate and review the podcast to help me get it out to more people to support them on their journey. If you are interested in a healing or a coaching session with myself to help support you release your fears, transcend your shame, and become empowered from within, please visit my website, deannalynn.ca. If you'd like to be a guest on my show and share your story, I would be grateful to have you. You can head over to my website, click on the services section, and fill out the podcast guest application form at the bottom of the page, and I will contact you. Feel free to follow me on my other social media platforms. The links are in the show notes. We'll see you in the next episode.